We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. I'm Jeff Erickson. My guest today is Russ Prentice. For those of you who are hockey DFS players, you may know Russ from uh, some of the writing he did for us uh, last season. Uh, if those of you play are CDM players or NFFC players or NFBC players, you know Russ from those circles as well. Uh, he's an avid player, does a ton of best ball leagues, so we're going to have a little bit of focus on that, uh, as well as some of the overrated, underrated, and of course, the news of the day. Russ, how you doing, man? Pretty good job. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, happy to have you on. And I, I know you do a ton of drafts. You do a lot of analysis of the player pool, and I'm eager to get some of your hot takes. Uh, <laughs> our, our mutual friend Scott Jensen said you're going to be you won't be short on hot takes. So putting you up on a pedestal here. I'm uh, kind of the one of more the opinionated uh, guys in our group. So well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Opinions 
Opinion Cell Podcast or something like that, I hear. Sounds uh, good. Yeah, so let's go with that. All right, let's start off. Uh, the, the news item that's pretty much leading every day this week is Andrew Luck and his status. Uh, they'd like to make it. Now they're saying they'd like to make a decision on the week one starting quarterback after the third preseason game. Boy, that sounds really optimistic. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not buying in too much on the, his uh, status going forward here. I, I, I've been kind of avoiding him in every draft. So, yeah. who are we blaming for this? By the way, that the misinformation campaign again. Is it ourselves for not really scrutinizing this in April? Is it you know Jim Irsay? Is it uh, Frank Reich? Is it Chris Ballard? Is it Luck himself? Uh, for, you know, just getting seemingly we got caught off guard once again with the severity of this injury. It seemed like they, they misdiagnosed it or something like that. It was like he, they called it a calf issue and then it was an ankle issue and they didn't, weren't sure which one it was. So right. I'm not really sure if it was a medical mistake or luck trying to battle through it without letting them know actually how much it was hurting. I don't, I'm not quite really sure what's going sure. on there. Of course. So, you know, the thing about Luck is, uh, you know, we've downgraded him in our projections. He's now our number 10 quarterback and sliding. Uh, but it's not just him. It's also his teammates. I mean, I, I, you have to down- downgrade oh. T.Y. Hilton, don't you? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it affects pretty much everybody from the entire fantasy roster on their on their offense. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, it's not like Hilton's, you know, toxic waste now or anything like that, but... He was, you know, top 10 wide receiver. Now he's not. Uh, we've had, let's put him down at 16 in his wide receiver rankings. Uh, that That's in uh, PPR formats, and it's probably, uh, you know, maybe even lower still in standard scoring because he's not a huge red zone sort of guy. He's more of a deep ball sort of guy. Uh, and also, I, I even think it's Marlon Mack. I think it's the tight ends. I think it's pretty much every skill position player because yeah. it's just a, a poor functioning offense. Yeah, uh, I, I've got him down at 14 right now, but I mean that's a that's something I could even go maybe one or two spots further. I don't think the list is very far off there. Right, right. Yeah. Marlon Mack, we've got at 17 among running backs. You know, I think he already was low man on Eric Ebron and on uh, Jack Doyle, so it might be harder to lower them too much. I mean, and let's face it, Doyle's or you know seemingly perpetually banged up already as it is. Same with Ebron for that matter too. Uh, so you know th- those are they're tough guys to peg. It just hurts all causes in the Colts' offense. Yeah, yeah, and, and shockingly, it actually hurts their defense a little bit too. Their defense was kind of a sleeper of mine coming in, but uh, yeah, when, whenever you you've got an offense that's not uh, requiring the other team to throw as much, then your defense can't put up those sacks and interceptions. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, and you know that's the thing is we saw the way they closed last year that playoff game against the Texans. Yeah, they were a sneaky, get excited, good young up and coming defense. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they overcome it. Maybe the fact that they've got a better offensive line now than they did two years ago when the last time Luck was out, maybe that protects Brissett a little bit more and may, maybe shields some of those errors. Yeah, it might. Mac might actually pick up some of the 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 loss in product in the. Uh, uh, he might gain some more extra touches, but maybe not be as efficient. But it might, might be come out to a washer on him, but uh, uh, still they can't help them from the outset. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's going to be something that uh, is going to be hovering over a lot of drafts. If you drafted early, man, you're hating that. So, And I know you did draft early because we are talking off air beforehand. You do a lot of BB10s. You did the uh, Fishbowl. You did Razbowl. Do you have any shares of Luck so far? Any shares of Hilton? I have 
Zero shares of luck anywhere. Really? Um, I may have a share or two of Hilton, but uh, not exactly the offense I was targeting even from the get-go. Right. Right. I have, I have very few shares of, of Mac either. So it's, I don't know. It's been a, they've been a, they were a team I kind of avoided anyways. Why is that? So, I'm not really sure. I, I think they just kind of are in zones where I was going, going the other direction when those players came up. I do like T.Y. Hilton. I have for a while. Uh, um, just kind of had been in spots where I've been, I've been going with uh, George Kittle in that area or, or, or trying to get a, uh, an extra running back if I got an early pick and early going with a running back in the early third, like a, I don't know, an Aaron Jones or anybody who fell out of the, out of the second round. Um, but I have a lot of George Kittle. That's, that's kind of the guy I get in that area. Yeah. Let's so. so where, so I was asking Liz about this earlier today. So are you big on getting one of the big three tight ends or is it Kittle specifically? It's, What's your take on that? Um, Kittle kind of be, has been the guy I've gotten more often than 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 Kelsey or uh, Ertz. Um, Kelsey, you kind of got to invest that early second or even a late first on him in some drafts. So that hasn't been a spot I've been jumping on a lot. I think I've got one of him out of my eleven b-ball best ball ten so far. Um, but I've got uh, three Kittles and I also got him in the uh, Ras Bowl, and uh, I've got him in another another uh, big. Uh, 96 person tournament league that I'm in. So I do have quite a few Kittle, a little bit of Kittle exposure. Um, I don't believe I've taken Ertz anywhere yet. Um, Is that by I'm, design or just the way you've been? Not, I'm not, I'm not as down on him as some people are because of Dallas Goddard, but uh, I don't know. He just kind of, it's one of those guys that scares me. And uh, I just have been in the situation where it's been Kittle or him. And I've been kind of, I like Kittle more. So, uh, it's right. just been been the situation where I take kill more often. <laughs> I ended up with Ertz. I think it was in Rasbol actually, because uh, yep. I was drafting late in the third round, uh, and that just seemed like it, 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 that's there's a kind of a point of demarcation where I don't like the running backs necessarily. There, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to take Ertz, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I prefer Kittle definitely over him, but. I'm not really, you know, I, I, it's, it's like if we're doing an auction, it'd be like by $1 more, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty no, close. They're, they're very close to me too. I, I took Kittle at three, at the three, six and Raz and Razzle and Ertz was the next pick. But, uh, if Kittle had gone, I probably would have gone with Amari Cooper instead of Ertz. So yeah, who knows how that would ended up, but well, and let's face it, Amari Cooper's not even totally safe right now either. Yeah, they got that not. heel injury. <laughs> They uh, the uh, just yesterday they said there's a touch of plantar fasciitis in, the, in as part of this injury and boy that's a scare word that one scares me a lot I I'm definitely off him for the time being moving him way down my list uh, I'm not sure how far I I or where I would jump on him if he fell but uh, he he's definitely uh, taking a big hit in my rankings right now and uh, who knows who knows where where the, where that's going to end up before the season starts if you're going to have much improvement there it's not a good injury for a receiver no certainly not certainly not and uh, we've seen toe injuries heel injuries any sort anything with the any of the foot there super scary uh so uh, yeah it's definitely something that i i'm worried about and i already have some exposure to cooper so i probably won't have any more yeah i've been uh i've been dropping a lot of uh michael gallup late so i'm have not you too, i'm not too upset about that no <laughs> i bet injury. not <laughs> I bet not yep. at all. Uh, another guy that I had some early exposure to that I may not have any more exposure with, unless his price drops back down, which he might, is Kenyon Drake. 
I I really think he's way better than Kalen Balage. Way better. But See, I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan at all. Uh, skills wise, he's probably a good player if you put him on on a better team. But I mean, that Dolphins team is just they're they're a dumpster fire, and that that's the worst offensive line in the league, in my opinion. Um, my Bengals you, are fighting for that. They're role. they're right there. They're right there too. They're not they're not uh, they're not exactly lighting the world on fire. But uh, uh, I think I've got them 29th or 30th in my my online my offensive line rankings. But Miami's dead last in the league to me. Yeah. So I I, I was off Drake early on, even even when. He started moving up a little bit, but uh, then the then the Balazs news started creeping up, and Drake started coming back down. And now Drake's, I mean, with the way Balazs looks like he's playing, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even touch Drake right now with his injury. I can appreciate that. And I, since I got my early exposure on Drake, I probably won't have any have much more. I believe in the player skills. Uh, I I'm happy to see Adam Gay's gone. I didn't like seeing Balazs get early, you know, first team reps ahead of him early in training camp. Uh, not at all. I was like, what is it with this guy? Uh, now he's in a walking boot. Okay, well now I have easy justification to stay away. I thought I thought the Balage stuff early in camp was more just camp talk, more yeah. just like, well they know what they have in Drake. Let's take a look at what we've got in Balage and see if they can have a two-headed monster backfield or or or, or Balage's worthy of some extra touches. But uh, I wasn't expecting him to take over Drake's job and. Maybe there's some there was some warrant, warranted uh, backup to that because it looks like Flush is doing pretty good from what I've seen. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, another injury in- information. It doesn't seem serious, but anytime you hear any news about him, you get worried. Odell Beckham Jr. has uh, got a bruised hip. It's a not a hip pointer, but instead a different hip issue. Uh, kept him sidelined from the team portion of the uh, Wednesday joint practice with the Colts. Apparently, confusing injuries are contagious. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Beckham with his new club? Does this move the needle at all for you? Where are you on him? doesn't really move the needle much for me. I already had him probably a little bit lower than most people, but uh, I had him at down at seven, which was, I mean, right above Mike Evans and the uh, traveling circus of Antonio Brown. Um but uh, I, I am not going to move him for the time being. I still have got a couple guys ahead of him. I'm, I'm just a little bit concerned with his uh, the the new team, and he's got a little better targets around him now. And and uh, but a quarterback uh, that can actually deliver it to him, though. Too. I'm not, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dispute that at all. I, I know Baker's far superior to Eli, but uh, there's always the the transition, and, and I don't know. Beckham's. I like him as a player. He's just, I don't know. I tend to felt he's always a little bit overrated in fantasy. I mean, he's, he's not a huge volume guy. I mean, he gets great, really good yards for catch. Typically when he gets busts big ones and sure. he gets in the end zone quite a bit, but uh, I don't know from PPR leagues. I tend to, I tend to prefer a couple other guys. Yeah. So you probably got Thomas over him and Tyree kill over him. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking at, cause I'm comparing your, yeah. You know, you said seven. I'm trying to think which receivers you'd have over him that, like, for instance, Liss on our rankings doesn't have. So that makes sense. And keep in mind, I do four shows a week with Chris Liss, who is yeah. also not only does he run our projections, but he's also a Giants guy. Um, and he was a Beckham guy in, in most in most particular. And by the way, I'm in lockstep with him on Beckham versus team ownership, previous coaches, all that stuff. Way with him on that, his takes there. But nonetheless, it's always good to get a refreshing, different point of view. 
I think he's. A, I think he's. A, it's, there's a clear gap after him. I, I, Mike Evans is is creeping there, but I I still think there's a big gap there between Beckham and Evans. Evans has been a guy I haven't really been big on ever in his career for some reason. I just he just doesn't do it for me. But uh, I know he produces, and I've, I've been I've been a big guy on a, a big uh, Chris Godwin guy since he came into the league, and I'm I'm not exactly thrilled about his uh, ascend up the draft board. But uh, right, I, I can't I can't I can't be I can't be mad at a guy that I like going high. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people in the Chris Godwin room now. Uh, yes. you you, don't, you have to kind of elbow your way through to try to make sure you get him, which means. You may not get him anymore. I mean, nope. if if he's if he's your guy, he's everyone's guy, and that means you either reach for him a little bit, nope. you get lucky to get him at at ADP, or you're just not getting him. You're ne- he's never sliding anymore. That's let's put no. it that way. Not at all. No. Especially when you get some uncertainty with other people around him. Uh, you know, you, you yeah. see like Edelman dropping a little bit because of his thumb, for instance, or you see Shepard with his his thumb injury. Although Shepard's well below him now, anyhow. But Cooper. Dropping down, perhaps it, it does change the uh, the equation there just a little bit. No, I've actually I've only got one share of Godwin in, in eleven drafts so far. So, I mean, he's a guy he's a guy I like he's a guy I like a lot, but I'm not I'm not paying that early fourth round price where he's going right now. Right. At what point you know? So, in these in BB tens, there's an overall component in addition to winning your league, right? Um, is at what point do you try, you know, does it make sense to reach up for one of your guys? Make sure you get them. Uh, uh, that, there's a, there's a, there's a level for that in every league. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't typically concern myself with the overall competition in the BB tens. It's such a, it's such a deep, there's so many teams. I mean, it's sure. just, you're just gonna, you're going to luck into that overall winner. It's not going to be because you took a bunch of chances here or there. It's not, it's not like a, 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 400 person league like the NFFC primetime or 2000 person league like the online it's I mean there's gonna be 10 probably tens of thousands of teams or so it's gonna be a team that's just okay total total random that hits on everybody and, and, and that wins that one All so right. I'm just I'm drafting to win my league pretty much every time those things good to know good very good uh, we'll talk a little bit more best ball strategy uh, later in the pod uh, I do want to I, I do have a kind of a related question to that so uh, we'll come back to that too uh, one more news item uh, Darius Geis, not going to play the preseason game against the Bengals. He hasn't yet been cleared for full contact. You know, well, you know, 12 months after his torn ACL. Remember, he got hurt in the very first preseason game last year. Uh, I remember because I was drafting during it uh, <laughs> and saw people who had him, and then we all scrambled to try to find his replacement, and then, ha-ha, we're going to sign Adrian Pearson, and it's not going to matter. Uh, but this is concerning, especially with the Washington medical staff uh, and all the bang up job they've done with some of their other players here. Yeah. Um, I'm just really hoping they're just protecting them a little more than, yeah. Than normal. Um, if he, if he's not ready, that's a, that's a longer recovery time than, than most, most guys are taking in this modern age. So, um, I don't know. Maybe they're just, they're just realizing they're probably not in any kind of position to compete this year. And why, why? Why risk it? Why? I mean, you got AP under contract for another year. Why not? Why not just run him into the ground and save 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 guys for for twenty twenty and maybe right. maybe maybe Haskins will be maybe Haskins will take a step forward and not be as a uh, much of a mess as he's looked so far in camp and uh, maybe he'll roll out with Haskins and Geis in twenty twenty and that's their plan. Right, and it looks like Keenum is by default going to be your starter. 
without Trent Williams protecting his backside, by the way. So no, good luck no, with that. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do well. Yeah, good times had by had by none. Uh, Geis's uh, ADP right now is 34th running back in the online championship. Uh, so that basically is like for the last couple, you know, last month and a half. It's a little bit more recent data, and it's you know the one that I think I'm going to be referring to the most when I look at all the NFFC universe type of leagues. Uh, that that's 34th running back, 78.66 overall, a range of 52 to 111. I don't have. I've done six leagues so far, five drafts and one auction, and I don't have guys anywhere. I think I might have one, maybe. Yeah, I have two out of my eleven. I'm actually. I actually really like the race guys. I, I wish. I, I wish them well. Yeah, but, of uh, course. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm not not happy that Trump Williams is is uh, looking for more money or a trade. But uh, and that team is not in really good position to have a productive offense, but, uh, I, I think that 30, that 32, 33 spot is relatively fair for him. I mean, if you're in that range and you need a starter, there's, there's probably better ways to go. Uh, I mean, you can grab like a Duke Johnson in that range right now, get you some catches or, or, or a couple other guys, Jordan Howard might get you some solid production, at least for the first half of the season. But if you're looking for a flyer and guy that could be really good and, Geis could be the guy. I mean, yeah. Geis, Pen, Geis or Penny in that range. Probably. Yeah, and if he keeps dropping a little bit, the longer yeah, yeah, the yeah, longer yeah. he's out, the longer Williams is holding out, the lower his price goes, then yeah, then it makes sense. Makes, if it makes a better value there. When he's your RB4, yeah, by uh, all means. You know, <laughs> when he's your RB2, you're like, uh, I don't know. That, yeah, that's that's probably not the spot where you take yeah. him. But the, I guess that, that the zero running back crowd probably loves him as, as a uh, great flyer. I haven't noticed a lot of the, the zero running running back honks buying in on him. Okay. At least in drafts I've seen, they, they're they're more in the the Royce Freeman camps, the Latavius Murray camp. Uh, yeah, in that's that, sure. in that range. So. Yeah, and and, and, of, and of course, if you're playing in a PPR league in zero running back, you're looking for the pass catching backs too a little bit more because sure. they provide that baseline for you. Um, so that that's a different way to tackle that. Uh, before we move on, a quick note from our primary sponsor, Yahoo DFS, and we thank them for sponsoring every one of our podcasts. It's officially August, which means football season is around the corner. And Yahoo Fantasy has introduced a new fantasy football game called Best Ball that lets you get in on the action now. With Best Ball, you draft your fantasy football team, and that's it. You don't need to do a thing once you've drafted your team. Each week, the top scoring players at each position on your roster will automatically count towards your weekly score. Forget about the time commitment, no waiver wire, no trades, no adding or dropping players, no having to make those tough start or sit decisions. Focus on the best part of fantasy football, the draft. Tired of doing mock drafts for your fantasy team and having other players drop out early and not finish the draft? Free best ball leagues give you the most accurate ADP or average draft position of players before the season starts. Can't get enough fantasy football but don't want to manage those teams all season? You can draft up to 50 best ball teams. In other words, five times what Russ has done already. A lot of leagues you can still do. Play for free or play for cash, but most importantly, get to drafting with Yahoo Fantasy Best Ball. Join a league today at yahoo.com slash best ball. All right, Russ, so uh, we talked about some of the news. Let's start to talk about your observations of the player pool. Uh, and my guest, by the way, is Russ Prentice. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's done some writing for us, but you can follow him on Twitter at, at Twitter at Russ One Prentice. Uh, Russ, uh, Give me some of the guys. Let's start. Let's go negative first. We're in a. I am a little bit in a surly mood. I no, I'm not really. But um, let, let's talk about some of the guys you're, that are your avoids. Who are some of the big name avoids for you? Well, right off the bat, the top 
tough guy I'm not I, I don't think I'm going to have a share of anywhere this year is probably Patrick Mahomes um, he's clearly the QB one I mean there's really no doubt about that to me but I don't think he's worked where he's going in drafts especially in best balls where you can you can grab two or three quarterbacks and 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 not have to choose who you're starting every week uh, right uh, in, in a league like like a NFFC online where you've got a you got to set your roster every week. I mean, Mahomes makes a little more sense, but he's going in the early third there uh, with the six point pass touchdowns. But uh, in the best balls right now, he's going uh, in the last month. He's going 39th overall, which is obviously that's early fourth. And uh, I don't know. It's, it just it just feels about around round and a half to early for my taste. And I'd rather, especially in that range right there, where there's a lot of really good receivers. And uh, kind of the end of the last decent tier of starting running backs there. Um, they just, I, I, I've never, I've never been an early quarterback guy. And then same. And, and Mahomes is 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 kind of special this year. I mean, he's he's going to about half the ADP of the next guy, who's just kind of strange. As uh, Watson, he's going about forty spots ahead of Deshaun Watson in, in the best ball tens right now. Yeah. But I, I just, I can't do it. I can't. I, I'm not buying in on that price. I mean. Show me another year of 50 touchdowns and then maybe we'll talk next year. But <laughs> so it's tough, you know, because and I, I were, t- we're just talking with Liz about this. Uh, yes, I think we regress a player that had 50 touchdowns and so many yards, but regress to what? We don't hold them to the same standard as the average quarterback. You hold them to a standard of the best quarterbacks. Right. So Correct. you're still he's still going to I think he's justifiably the the top quarterback taken. Oh, uh, no doubt. But it's just a question of, and I think you mentioned it, this is a critical point too, the format. Because it's yes. best ball, I, I think it, it makes even more sense than in a, a standard league to wait on him, uh, to wait on QBs, period, uh, and, and to not take the plunge on him. I think if you're in a, uh, I, I think in other formats, if you can do like stack, hit, like say in the online championship, uh, the 12-team online championship, if you can stack Tyreek Hill in the second and Mahomes in the third, I don't have a problem with that. No, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And some I've heard a lot of people right now are trying to go with the Kelsey, <laughs> the Kelsey Tyreek Mahomes stack if they can. But uh, you get into the first round, you can pull that off. Except he, that the Mahomes the part would be hard. Reversal. Yeah, the 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 thing is, yeah, third round reversal you can because you're getting early third round. Yeah, uh, although I, the one online championship I played in so far, Mahomes went one point seven, which <laughs> just throws out every plan out the window there. See, that's not. I mean, he's going right now. He's going twenty sixth in the the last ADP I looked at. For right. The, I think for August ADPs, um, which I mean, hey, if that's your if that's your cup of tea, go ahead. But I mean, it's not going to be something I'm jumping in on right now. Right. It's theoretically possible, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, so okay, and, and I'm and generally I don't have any of the early QBs so far. Uh, you know, if you, you know, I, I, I think there's a case to be made if the whole league waits, but I'm I usually haven't found that yet. Uh, yeah. The leagues I'm in, they're still going early enough, so I have no Mayfield, I have no Rogers. No, I have one Rogers, but it was an auction league, which is a QB flex league, which is a whole different universe, of course. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't have any. I don't have any Kyler Murray. I don't have any Cam Newton yet, although I, I want some Cam Newton this year in my life. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, for the most part, I'm waiting like nine or 10 among quarterbacks. I have some Wentz. I think I have a share of Russell Wilson so far. I've, I've, but for the most part, I'm a typical wait later on quarterbacks. I've got a couple shares of Deshaun Watson, but uh, very little Rogers. And like I said, I had no Lux and I don't think I have any Mayfields other than maybe one right. somewhere. But, uh, 
the guy I'm buying in on is that that is a, not top 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 tier top two tiers is Matt Ryan and yeah uh, and it's not necessarily because Matt Ryan is my guy it's because they've got 13 out of 16 games this year in domes and that's beautiful it's ridiculous and what and the crazy thing is one of those road games outside is week 17 which doesn't even count. Right. It would be it would be nice to have it though because it's at Tampa, but it's still they of, of the fifteen games that they played during the fantasy season, they get thirteen out of fifteen in domes. That's and, a bummer though. You don't get, you miss out on a Tampa game though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be be nice to have that game, but uh, have the extra dome games is it's pretty good. Um, if uh, Julio Jones or Matt Ryan gets hurt this year, I'm not going to have a very good year. Just just put it that way. All right. <laughs> I am very heavy on the Atlanta offense and. Uh, I, I need those guys to stay healthy. Yeah, and that makes a whole lot of sense. Now, let me ask you this. How much schedule analysis do you do? I mean, how much do you weight that when you're uh, evaluating some of these your picks? Because, you know, you spend a lot of time in the player pool. I know you do some baseball, but not a whole lot. You're more of a football guy. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a football guy. I, I like drafting baseball, but I just – with I got two young kids under four, and it, I just can't follow – I can't follow 162 games of 30 teams anymore. It's just not in my, not in my bandwidth. Uh, but the NFL works good for me because I can, I can do these slow drafts where I only got to pick once or twice a day, and then the games are only on Sundays pretty much, other than a couple of night games. And um, in terms of scheduling, I, I do. I'm a, I'm a big Excel guy. I do a lot of, uh, a lot of math uh, scheduling analysis, but uh, I don't, I don't follow it. I don't follow it as, as, as Bible. I, I mean, I use it as tiebreakers for, for between a couple between guys and, and just mm-hmm. more, I, I look at the playoff schedules for, for like my, my regular leagues. And, but for the best balls, I mean, everybody's playing 15 games out of 16 weeks in the best ball. So, I mean, in terms of the scheduling, it's most teams are fairly, fairly even, other than just kind of what division they play in. I mean, I mean, the only two games are determined by their, their ranking from the previous year, which everybody makes a big deal about a first place or last place schedule. But right. I, like I said, it only affects two games. So it's not a, it's not a huge deal to me. I, I, I'm more, I more look at uh, leagues where, where the playoffs are, are, are very important. Like a, like the SFB or the, or, or, or some cup line games or, or, mm-hmm. or, or weeks 14 through 16 and in, in all the regular drafts. So uh, those are kind of the weeks I focus on uh, and every, everything else is kind of equal to me. It's not a huge deal. Gotcha. Uh, how about a uh, running back? Who's a, who are some of the running backs that you are totally fading? Oh, I'm going to piss you off right off the bat, but Joe Mixon's a guy I've never been in on. I just, You're not going to piss me off on that because I don't have any <laughs> Joe Mixon either. I think, uh, he's a t- I think he's a very talented guy, similar to Drake. If he was on a better team, I think he'd be I think he'd be a first-rounder. But uh, I just a horrendous offensive line with the likely terrible game scripts with, with no A.J. Green early on. And he's, he's been relatively injury-prone. I mean, he's missed, missed a handful of games every year. But, uh, I mean... He hasn't had that big injury yet, but who knows? I, I've always been a bigger Gio Bernard fan than most people, but I don't think Gio's going to take his job. But um, if I'm if I'm drafting a guy on the Bengals, I'm taking Gio in the 18th round rather than mixing the second. So, yeah, I, I, and you know, here's the thing: I totally agree with you. Uh, I've had I've been drafting. I, so I've had five snake drafts and one auction, and all but one of the you know I had number two pick in one of my drafts. The others were nine or twelve or ten. 
and I don't, and that's a primary to get Mixon. I pass yeah. him every single time. You know, yeah. Jonah Williams, their first round pick, is out either for the season or most of the season with a shoulder injury. Another starter, Clint Bowling, is retired. Yep. Uh, just it, said, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, this is a unit that wasn't very good last year. Now, there's a kid named Michael Jordan uh, out of Ohio State, fourth round pick that looks like he might be winning the left guard job for him. I figure any new blood has to be better than what they already did. But, you know, they're trying to make sure they wanted to get Cordy Glenn in. And now he's stuck out at left tackle again. He's going to get destroyed. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just it's not a good offensive line. And there's only so much scheme and, and coaching will change on that. I think I, I and the, you know, the Bengals, they brought in Zach Taylor because he wants new Sean McVay. Um, so yay to them. But, you know, it's the same owner, same, which happens to be the GM, same lack of scouts in the front office, same lack of inact- lack of activity in the free agent market. I, I I'm super pessimistic about my Bengals to the point where I've, I'm almost wanting to find another team. I, I dabbled with that idea last <laughs> year. Haven't settled on part of the problem is I can't find another team. Like I would totally pick the chargers, except I hate their ownership too. Yeah. Well, I'm from San Diego, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. don't like the Chargers. Too. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Spanos <laughs> family has been, uh, you know, terrible to the city of San Diego. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I I'm, and just, I mean, they, they, no one here in LA wanted them, <laughs> you know, and they, they moved here anyhow. Uh, they're a great team. I like watching that. I like rivers I, a lot. I like a I, lot of their players. I, I still like them. I mean, I know, I know all, they're, they're still my team for, sure. if I, if I have one, but, uh, I don't know with all that they did to the, the city down here. They, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to really be backing them too hard. I actually think they've got a really good shot. I mean, before the Melvin Gordon situation, but I, I think I think they were they were they had a really good shot to make some waves in the playoffs this year. With the Patriots probably taking a little step back this year, it's uh, a pretty know. good test of the how much is a running back worth theory. Also, by the way, and I think Eckler and Justin Jackson can handle it fine. So I don't I, I don't think they're going to miss him all that much, other than the war of attrition of injuries. If, right. if Eckler, Eckler or Justin Jackson goes down there, they're, they're in trouble. But, uh, and I'm a Northwestern I mean, guy. So I'm a huge Justin Jackson fan, of course, Justin Jackson, Paul carrier. But, uh, anyway, uh, I, I think Eckler is the guy you want to own between the two of them, mind you, but oh, yeah, I, I sure. hope Jackson does well. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, before we get into more of, uh, Russ's, uh, fades and, you know, some, some of his picks, a little bit more business from our friends at fancy football evolution, fancy football evolution is back for 2019 and better than ever. You spoke and we listened. We've added mock drafting, moved the championship final to NFL week 16 and made up a made set, setting up a private competition, a snap, join us and play the game. You love it as it was meant to be played. FFE's unique three stage format delivers the best of season long fantasy football, Without the never-ending drafts or late-season absentee owner and waiver-wire antics that can develop in traditional leagues, play as an individual or be the commissioner of your own private league. You'll get 16 weeks of action for just $25. You could be the next FFE $25,000 champion. Maximize your chances by owning multiple teams. Optional auto-draft and lineup assist can help you manage them with ease. It's all here. What are you waiting for? Register now at FantasyFootballEvolution.com and join the evolution. Availability varies by states. Visit FantasyFootballEvolution.com for details. <laughs> All right. So uh, a couple of things we uh, want to talk about. A couple more fades uh, before we move on. Give me another running back. I need another running back you're not touching at all. Uh, Josh Jacobs. 
Okay, uh, why? Similar, similar to the Mixon. Uh, Raiders O line is kind of a not very good. Uh, uh, good enough reason right there. That's enough. Uh, and uh, similar, to the, they're all gonna, they're going to be in poor game scripts too for them. And uh, it's kind of strange. I, I literally have heard nothing about him. This, this camp. I mean, uh, not a word. I, I haven't heard good, bad, indifferent. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, I haven't heard anything about Josh Jacobs. Well, there's I mean, been so many other storylines, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been a David Montgomery fan for, for 18 months. I had him as my RB1 in this this draft coming in even before this last week of, of helium. But uh, I, I prefer David Montgomery over Josh Jacobs, even with Josh Jacobs going in the first round, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. Uh, so I'm in a so. dynasty league and I've no. got the second pick and all along I was trying to like, I didn't see it. You know, I, I, I wasn't as big on Montgomery as you. Uh, and I, I didn't plan it out nearly as early as you for that matter either. Uh, but I, I, I'm kind of, I, I'm fearing now the scenario I'm not, I'm hoping not to have is where Montgomery goes one. And then I yeah. have to decide, do I have to take Jacobs I kind of like Miles Sanders better than Jacobs I, I, too. I think I go Miles Sanders right now. I really do. I think the Eagles are. I think the Eagles are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, that team is just—they're really, really good. I, I agree. Uh, I actually agree with you quite a bit. Yeah. That—that's I, I don't like. I don't like agreeing with my guests so much. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do agree with you on that. So. Yeah, I feel like you're a dynasty. It's a dynasty too. You're looking down the road. I mean. Are the Raiders going to get better? Probably, but the Eagles are already good, and Miles Sanders could help you this year potentially, and right. he's going to—he could be really good next year too. So, and mind you, my running backs in this league are tragic, like wow. horrible, horrible—you know, really, really bad. Like I might be starting Justin Jackson at this point yeah. in time, but well, might not be bad. I don't know. I, I just look at the potential bust, bust. Yeah, uh, potential bust of Josh Jacobs. I mean, I'd rather take Sanders. I think he's a lot safer and has just enough, just as much upside as Jacobs. I mean, I'm thinking there's zero chance I'm going to get two out of Mon- get both Montgomery and Sanders now, uh, the way it's worked out. But uh, well, what other pick do you have? Six. I have two uh, and six. No chance. Yeah, you're looking. You're looking at a receiver like Hawkinson or something there. Yeah, I mean Kyler Murray will go as one of those early ones, uh, but yeah. Is it, it, is it a super flex or just regular? No, just regular. Uh, but yeah. someone, you know, there'll be someone that's a big Kyler Murray honk. I'm guessing. I'm hoping, uh, just because he's a running quarterback, he could be a huge difference maker. If you know, if someone puts him on the same, like, potential as uh, as as you know Deshaun Watson or something of that nature, then maybe he goes. I mean, you know, we've heard like my I had Brad Evans on the uh, pod a couple about a month ago, and you know he's driving that train as much as anybody. Uh, if someone else subscribes to that point of view, maybe. But he gets also flogging Montgomery, too, so it doesn't do me any good. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll find out with that. All right, uh, wide receiver. Give me one that you're avoiding there. Um, i got a couple guys. But, uh guy I haven't even, like, I haven't even considered at his ADP yet this year. And, and, and I'm kind of upset that there's been recent bad news on him. But uh, Dante Pettis has been a guy I haven't even I haven't even cons- I haven't even like thought about taking him where he's going. Um, I, I saw I looked at his numbers. His numbers aren't bad last year. I saw some of his tape. He's I mean he's a talented player, but I don't know. I just don't I don't that that offense runs through Kittle, and they're gonna I think they're gonna try to run the ball more this year. Uh, even though they have a good they're they're getting Garoppolo back. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna go nuts with Garoppolo coming off the injury. So I, I think they're gonna. 
they're kind of going to keep what they were doing, try to try to slow games down a little. Because I mean, their their defense, their defense is much improved uh, as long as Bosa comes back healthy. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I just uh, all the positive news on Kendrick Bourne and Jalen Hurd is kind of just solidifying my my avoidance of Pettis. And then the guy that everyone's totally forgetting about. I mean, the guy was a fourth, fifth, sixth rounder last year. It was Marquise Goodwin. I mean, yeah. <laughs> The guy had an injury. It wasn't like he was just garbage. I mean, they had no quarterback after Garoppolo went down last year. I mean, it's tough to just write off Goodwin. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you on that one there, too. I like him. Um, yeah, it's it's you know, kind of tricky to you know sort through all the varying options in this passing game. We know Kittle's going to get his. I think that's the only certainty. That's the only one, yeah. yeah. I happen to like, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of happen to like a little bit on the running back side. I like Tevin Coleman. I like his price and I like his fit with the offense and with Shanahan. I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, I know he's a talented player. I liked him in Atlanta. I just, uh, I mean, the, I, I, I'm a Brita guy. I like, I like Matt Brita quite a bit. Uh, I just, you can I, get Brita with him though. That's if you're going to do if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. Um, I, especially with the, the McKinnon news definitely helps him. I mean, I, a week, a week ago, I, I was way lower on Coleman than I am now. Sure. Um, but with McKinnon likely starting the year on IR, I mean, Coleman shoots up the board quite a bit in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, but I don't know. I, I breed is super talented in, the thing that he does really well is catch the ball, which is what Coleman does well too. So I'm not sure what they're going to do uh, with those two guys. If it's going to be a, a, almost a 50, 50 split or a 60, 40 split and neither one of them is going to be any good until one gets hurt. I don't know. It's just kind of a, it's kind of a murky. Maybe even Mostert gets in the mix a little bit there. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's a really murky backfield. That that whole offense is murky to me other than Kittle. Like I said, he's the only guy I'm willing to buy in anywhere in that offense. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, any any like any of the rookies on San Francisco you willing to invest in like Debo Samuel at all? I'm not a not a Debo fan. I, I, like I said, there's just so many guys try, they're trying to feed there, and it sounds like Hurd's got a big leg leg up on him there. You're not so. going to whip it the the frenzy with Debo there. Okay, good to know. No, no. All right, sorry, <laughs> um, sorry, not sorry. Um, how, okay, on the on the converse side, uh, who is a who's a wide receiver you will go after? Um. I really like Sterling Shepard for the price. Okay. I think uh, I think uh, he was a he was the wide receiver thirty last year. Um, in the twelve games he played with o- Odell Beckham, yeah. Uh, so I'm not really I, the broken thumb doesn't really bother me. It was so early in camp and he's already been back practicing. Although I heard some heard a funny thing where he was wearing a non-contact jersey and. And he wasn't, Eli wasn't supposed to be throwing to him, but Eli kept throwing to him over and over again. And the defense kept hitting him. So that was, that was kind of interesting, but yeah. uh, he's going, he's going 92nd overall right now in the 41st receiver. I mean, how can he be the, the wide receiver 30 last year? OBJ leaves town. Golden Tate's going to miss four games. And I mean, it, it, something doesn't add up there. I mean, how, right. how, how there, there's, there's got, someone's got to catch the ball there. I mean, they're not going to, I, I know Saquon Barkley is, is a God, but uh, they're not going to run the ball 50 times a game to Saquon. They're going to throw quite a bit. They're going to be losing games. So true. I, I think Shepard's going to be the beneficiary early on, especially, I mean, I like, I like Evan Ingram quite a bit too, but yeah, same. To, I mean, most, most passing offenses support two, 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 two plus guys. So I think Shepard's the number one there for, for pretty much the whole season. Tate's suspension Tate, certainly helps too. Yeah. 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 I, I, I just don't, I doesn't, the math doesn't add up there to me. It's he, he's, I think, I think he's a really good value right now. I agree. 
I, I agree entirely. Uh, how about running back? Who's, who's a running back that you're ending up with a lot? Let's go. First of all, let's go outside the top four, you know, top four guys, you know, because anybody will take those guys. Oh, yeah. Got those guys. Um, end of the first, you know, beginning with the tier that begins, starting with, you know, we'll, we'll even take David Johnson out of the equation. But Bell through, let's say, the top 15 running backs. Is there one that you seem like seemingly end up with a lot? Um. I think I target carry on Johnson quite a bit more than any of the guys, maybe Aaron Jones, but uh, okay. I tend to be drafting receivers in that area. Okay. More often than running back. So I, I, I like to get, if I, if I'm, if I'm drafting towards the end of the first, I'm, I'm trying to get Le'Veon or James Conner or I, I, Todd Gurley is like my, I think Todd Gurley is the steal of the draft right now. Uh, I mean, you, you, he could, he could, you take two thirds of his stats from last year, and he's he still would have been the the RB eight last year. I mean, I, I just don't I don't get where he's going in drafts. I mean, I think we all got spooked by the usage yeah, in the championship game and, and the Super Bowl both. Right. Uh, and he's had the whole offseason to recover. I just don't right. get it. I mean, <laughs> right, and his he's starting to creep up though. Yeah, you know, I you know especially as you get bad news elsewhere. Uh, you know, if you're going to take a chance, why not ch- take a chance on the guy that could be one point one. Uh, yep. I, that's that at least, so I have one league where I got girly. I was, I had the, is, uh, yeah, you, got him like, you got him like 23, didn't you? Correct. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was great. That was great useful. Like you know, I start off with Barkley and then get girly. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Sure. Okay. You could, could have two, two, two top five picks in the 2020 draft. I'll tell you this though. <laughs> I had the draft been a week earlier. I take Damian Williams over him at the time because da- before Williams had the hamstring injury. Now I'm sufficiently spooked away a little bit there that I'm waiting for him in the third round. Uh, but I, I was really big on Damian Williams because I, I, you know, they gave him the money. They they did they without saying that they were going to make him the guy. They pretty much said they're going to make him the guy. And we know what running backs and we know what he did last year. It wasn't just what Casey backs do, what backs under Reed do. It's also what he actually did that made me kind of enthused about Williams. Yeah, my my big concern with Damian Williams is, is the workload. I sure. mean, go, even going back to college at Oklahoma, he never touched the ball that much. I mean, sure. He, he, in two years, he had 290 carries, which isn't which isn't isn't nothing, but it's not it's not a uh, it's not an NFL workload uh, by any means. Uh, yeah, moving forward, and he. Yeah, he, he, I just always I like I actually really liked him when he was in Miami, but I liked him as a as a third down pass catcher. I never expected him to be the starting running back on a, on a, on the best offense in football. It just doesn't I don't know. It kind of scares me. Uh, the weird thing about him is I was I've been drafting a lot of Carlos Hyde and and a guy I like super deep is not not Darwin Thompson. I like I like Darrell Williams out of LSU. Okay. I think he, I think he could be a league winner off a of fab or last round pick in a, in a, in a, in a deep best ball type of thing. I mean, he was, he got, he got kind of screwed being the backup to Darius Geis and Fournette at LSU. But, uh, as this, uh, his last year, Geis's last year, they were, they were this, they both came out of the same draft. Uh, he had 145 carries and averaged almost six yards a carry. Is that Still good? Nine touchdowns, <laughs> nine touchdowns and average 14 and a half yards a catch. <laughs> so I mean, the guy's got the guy's got some skills, and he he uh, he had a nice uh, touchdown reception last year, and very limited time at the end of the season. But uh, I think I think if you're gonna 
if you're going to draft Damian Williams, you you got to be going after at least one or two of those other guys. And I don't like investing three picks at the same backfield, but if you're not if you're not drafting Carlos Hyde or, or Darwin Thompson or or at least Darrell Williams, you're not you're not doing well with Damian Williams. It's, it's playing with fire. So let me ask you this: uh, yeah. you know, so you're I, generally speaking. Are you a handcuff guy, or is that, and are you more so in a best ball than you would be in a normal league? I'm less so typically in a best ball, and, and I I'm more like I more like to draft the guys who are be other people's handcuffs. Okay, uh, I love that I, one. I, 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 I like to draft six different teams. Okay. Teams. I, I I'm not not saying I won't handcuff here or there, but uh, it yeah. has to be like a really good value. I mean, it has to be getting like a Tony Pollard a couple rounds later than he's been going or, or something along those lines. But, uh, um, uh, not that I'm, not that I'm drafting Zeke right now. So, <laughs> right. But, uh, um, no, scares I scares me I would, to death, scares yeah. me to death with him. I, uh, I don't know. It's the Melvin Gordon and Zeke situations. I have no idea what's going on there. I'm just kind of avoiding them unless, they're, unless they're just ridiculous values. Don't you hate that? That's become part of the job description, the holdout analysis, uh, the, you know, domestic violence analysis person. I mean, I, I mean I'm glad that they're things. Man, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be yeah. flipped. I, I'm glad that they're cracking down on this and taking it seriously. But I, I hate knowing not, you know, trying to factor in an unknown factor is more what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah. Uh, the Michael Thomas uh, holdout didn't really phase me all that much because uh, <laughs> The league is realized. Well, most most teams are realized that the running backs are aren't 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 exactly the guys you should be investing in. But uh, there was no way New Orleans was going to let Michael Thomas slide into the regular season. So Catchman gets paid. Yes. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't. That one that one didn't bother me all that much. But sure. uh, I, these running back guys scare me. I mean, the Zeke one sounds like I mean, Melvin Gordon. Literally, they haven't even he hasn't even talked to the Chargers apparently in like over a week. I, I mean. Uh, the Zeke one there, at least the, the bad news is, is some news. At least yeah. they're 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 not uh, they're not on the same page. But the Melvin Gordon sounds like no news. And that, yeah. that, that's not that's not a good thing. They did say they were in contact with him, okay. as opposed well, to the I'm, Steelers I'm, came out last night. We have no idea where he is. Great, <laughs> and you know there was a lot of reasons. They there was some pre hate there too, which is I don't think was present with Gordon. But yeah, it's not yeah. looking good for either of these guys. Uh, it's really kind of it's really kind of scary. Yeah, Le- Le'Veon Bell was probably my highest on running back last year, so I, I'm kind of avoiding these guys like the plague this year. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> it, it, I've, always, I've made this analogy before. We opened up Pandora's box that yeah. this is possible now. This I is. I think he was my most common first round pick, and I think Gronk was my most common second round Ouch. pick. I, I did not have a very good year last year. Yeah, <laughs> narrator. These were not good picks. Yeah, I had my my. Uh, I only had one Bell team, but it was a disaster. Even though I did get Connor. Uh, it was one of those things where we start uh, like we slow drafted the first round and I made the pick. And the day after they said, oh, OK, this is a holdout. This is look like like it's like this holdout is real now because, you know, he did it the year before and just missed training camp. It was like no big deal. So I was like, OK, this could be the same as last year. It wasn't. Um, yeah. And even though I got Connor later, I mean, you throw away one point two in your in your draft. OK, well, you, it's really hard to recover from that. Very hard, yes. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, one more piece of business from our friends at AutoNew. AutoNew Fantasy Football lets you build your fantasy football dynasty like a real GM. It's a better fantasy football, auction-based, 
deep rosters, and college player prospects. Stash the next rookie of the year while he's still tearing up Saturdays. Trade for superstars to make a championship push. Develop a team over multiple years. Play against the best fantasy football competition on the internet. Visit O-T-T-O-N-E-U.com, autonew.com today. All right, Russ, so we've talked about some of your likes, your dislikes. Um, let's talk strategy. Let's talk best ball strategy. How do you, first of all, how do you like to build your team? Uh, I'm pretty standard. I, I like, uh, I mean, the two quarterbacks, two tight ends, two defenses, and then um, I'm typically a, a and this is for BB tens, by the way. Just correct. Like, 20, 20 roster, 20, yes. 20 spots in the roster. Um, I typically go for five, five running backs and seven receivers. And then that leaves me two open spots to either grab a sixth running back an eighth receiver, a third tight end. Maybe I need a third quarterback. If I, if I want some depth, um, I'm not a third tight end or a third, uh, defense person, but I, as some people are, I typically, I, I do, analysis on my on my defenses and look for the good pairings so i think i think i'm i'm okay with two typically in those so uh I, most of my teams end up with with six to seven running backs seven to eight wide receivers and then two at the other positions do you have a preference on like do you want to start off running back running back running back receiver uh is it mix, is, where is sorry. it I mix it up quite a bit. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't usually go in with any preconceived notions, other than if I really want to try something unique from a certain spot, and that's usually at the end of the first round. I can go with a crazy wide receiver draft there. Um, let me see. I did one recently where, yeah, I did one recently where I started out uh, from the 11 spot. I started out with uh, Smith Schuster, Kelsey. Edelman, Galladay, Allen Robinson, and Alshon Jeffrey, and Curtis Samuel in the first seven rounds. Okay. <laughs> so that was just kind of a fun one to uh, to try to go with. A, That's going to be your best it, team. The fun uh, one's always the best team. Last year I did the same thing. I didn't take a running back until the 10th round. It was my second best team out of 29. Yeah, 29. Uh, so wow. I did two 29 best balls last year. There's people out there who do hundreds of them. So yeah, I, don't I know. think I'm too crazy. Uh but no, typically I'm I'm I just take value um, where it falls. I I, I like re- I like the receivers towards the end of the first round unless there's a, unless Le'Veon's fallen there. I actually think Le'Veon's in a pretty good spot this year. The 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 Jets kind of sneakily up upgraded their line towards the end of the end of the summer. Here it was uh, kind of out of nowhere. They added two starters two starters about two weeks ago. That not a lot. That didn't get a whole lot of news. But uh, um. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was in Pittsburgh, but right. I mean, in Pittsburgh, he was a top two or three pick. I mean, sure. I'll t- I like, I love him. At, I love him in the seven to nine range, seven to nine, 10, 11 range. I like him uh, a lot better with the jets than I do Brown with the Raiders. Yes, me too. Yeah. I, 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 I was, I was, I was grabbing Antonio Brown, I don't know, 19, 20, 21, but I, I'm done with that. I, I've got enough of him. I'm, <laughs> he scared me enough with the, the foot thing, and then I just Derek Derek Carr just he couldn't even he couldn't even get Cooper to have a decent year. So right, the, the one one random year he had. So I don't know. I just I, I kind of just go after what's there, and uh, uh, I do like a, a lot of the big receivers at the end of the first. So more often than not, I'm coming out of the first two rounds with two good receivers or a receiver and a girly or or. Uh, like I said, like a, if I get a Le'Veon or a Connor towards the end of the first, I'll usually come back with a receiver in the second. But uh, that's just because 
that's where the good receivers are going. I, I really like Julio. I like Juju. I like I like Michael Thomas. Like uh, uh, Tyreek Hill now, and uh, so I don't know. That's just kind of what I do in the first two rounds. And the if I'm drafting early on, I'm I'm never passing on those big the big running backs. I mean, I'm always going one of those three right now. Right. I I'm not a huge fan of the four or five picks now. <laughs> they, they were they weren't terrible before, but. Uh, David Johnson kind of scares me a bit. I just think the, the offense might be fun to watch, but that offensive line is so bad. And you got the rookie quarterback there, and he's going to force balls into the receivers when he should be dumping down to David Johnson. And I don't know. I, just, I like David Johnson. He was, he's been one of my guys for since he came into the league. But uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan this year. I mean, I, I know I say that schedule doesn't mean a lot, but the, that's a tough division to run in with the Rams and an improved Niners front and the Seahawks are always, always tough to play, at least in Seattle. So he, I don't know. He, he, you know, that is one of the big mysteries this year is, you know, how, how much is the air raid going to work? How much are they committed to it? How does it work with David Johnson? Now, typically, I like running backs and spread formations just because it's, you don't find those seven-man boxes. They try to get them out in space a little bit. But it also might be that they pull him from the field a little bit more often. And, you know, Chase Edmonds might get a few yep. more snaps. And as you mentioned, it's a tough division. And, and their, their, their tackles are horrendous. I mean, yeah. the, char- the Chargers were playing their, their third stringers against them in their fr- last weekend, and they were just running right by them. I mean, Murray, Murray completed six of seven, but I don't think he threw the ball more than five yards downfield, uh, and maybe, more, maybe one, aside from maybe one time. And the thing, another thing I don't like is their – they're kind of trying to stealthily not show their offense in the preseason, right. which doesn't exactly instill a lot of confidence in me in a, with a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach I, I just, in a terrible line. I mean, I, I would be trying to get as many reps as I could against, against other teams starters who don't know what's coming. <laughs> so I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me what they're doing down there, but uh, I, I like Kyler Murray. I think he's going too high in drafts, but I like Kyler Murray. Um, I mean, it's not like you can't pull up college film. I mean, you can see what Texas Tech did. You can see what Kyler Murray did. Yeah. I mean, that's readily available. I, and I understand personnel is different, yeah. to it, but it's still going to be the same base principles. Yeah, but Oklahoma has a hell of a lot better offensive line in college football than Relative, Car- yeah. Cardinal, Cardinals have in the NFL. So. Yeah, but Texas Tech actually might be pretty instructive. It's not like they're getting blue yeah. chippers all the time. No. Um, and that's, that's where he got a lot of, you know, obviously that's how he got hired was all because of the, his work on the offensive side there, of the ball. So there's not a, yeah, there's not a whole lot of blue chip defenders though in the big 12. Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. Indeed. Uh, yeah, you're right. There was a lot of shootouts there. TCU. I mean, they can play some defense that they have in some years. Although I remember some of the TCU, yeah, Texas Tech shootouts in West Virginia. And okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking myself out of this real quick, but <laughs> all right. Uh, TCU Baylor. Oh God. Oh, if you played college fantasy football, that was just a joy. Lots, uh, lots of points. Lots yes. Of points. Good times had by all. All right. Uh, so you said that you're not a big uh, uh, handcuff guy when it comes to best ball. Uh, how about stacking? Are you big on stacking? I don't. I don't actively go out trying to do it. I. I. Uh, in the middle of drafts, I, I might lean, lean a little more weight to it if it's a guy I like. Uh, like if I draft Juju Smith-Schuster, I think Ben Roethlisberger is still one of the best values on the board this year. I, I mean, I know Antonio Brown left, but 
it's still the Steelers. It's they still have an elite offensive line. They're still going to throw the ball a bunch. I, I just he was the QB three last year, and right now he's going off at QB fourteen. I mean, yeah. What? Why? Why? I mean, why is he going five spots after Kyler Murray? I mean, if you flip those two, I don't think I don't think I would I would I would question it at all. And it's just like, sure, I'll take Ben Roethlisberger if you want to give him to me in the fourteenth round or. 13th round I think that's a reflection too of the QB pool too right now. Yeah, that there I, are so like I love Cam Newton at 13. I, I, you know Russell Wilson's 12. I mean these are all guys that have gone way early uh, there. Jared, Jared Goff's a guy I think is criminally undervalued too. I mean, yeah, and he's only he, dropped because of the way the Rams finished. At, okay, I mean Gurley's back. I think yeah. Gurley's back. That's most people don't think Gurley's back, but I think he is back. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be. 400 point Todd Gurley, but he's going to be 320 point Todd Gurley potentially. And he's in their offense is going to be, I mean, somewhere, somewhere a little, a little less than they were clicking in the first half. But I mean, it's, they're not going to be, they're not going to be garbage. I mean, why, I why, <laughs> why is golf going in QB 12? I don't get it. Yeah. Well, and especially because I'll say Murray at eight and actually breeze at nine. I don't want any part of either of those at that price. Okay. I'm not touching Breeze. I don't think the Breeze thing is really to do with his age or at all. Either. No, it's just I think, how they run their offense. Well, they have a, a much improved defense. Yeah. I, their defense is so much better than it's ever been during Breeze's tenure there that they can sit on the ball in the fourth quarter. And right. there's no reason. There's no reason for them to throw the ball 50 times a game. They can. They can. They can. Dink and dunk and, and get Kamara going and, and I guess Latavius this year and. There's no reason for for Breeze to be going and throwing 50, 60 times a game. I, mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and moreover, uh, you know, it's just this is this is this, this is a function of design. They they want to run the ball more. They want yeah. shorter passes. They want the defense to be on the field. You know, the defense to kind of dictate things, and they want to grind it out more. They yeah. they want to run fewer plays by yeah. design. It runs the clock. They end the game quicker. If you if you're running the ball down the other team's throat, you're going to win a lot of games. They they've definitely had a turnabout in how they manage their team. So, yeah, and so I'm I'm with Liz. I'm with you. I'm not going to have him at least not until he drops. Like if he's QB fifteen, fine. But I'd rather have ten through fourteen over Murray and Breeze, who are eight and nine respectively. I'd rather have Winston, Goff, Wilson, Newton, or Ben ahead of all those guys. I like uh, yep. but, I like all those guys over yeah over Breeze. What say you on Mitchell Trubisky, uh, running quarterback? Not the greatest throwing quarterback, but another year in the, the new system. Uh, probably better options to work with this year. Where are you on him? I like him in the four-point pass touchdown leagues. I'm not huge on him in the six-point touchdown leagues. Sure. Uh, um, I don't. I don't. I, I still think he's a backup in any of the formats. Uh, uh, but he's a but he's a solid back. He's a higher end backup in the four point leagues, in my opinion. I I, I like Alan Robinson. I like I really like Anthony Miller this year. Um, if, if he's not going to be the old Antonio Brown, but if you're looking for a guy who could be an Antonio Brown light, Anthony Miller could be the guy. Um, they don't have many other weapons other than Terry Cohen, though, in the past game. I mean, Trey Burton turned out to be a huge bust last year. And, and I mean, they've got Taylor Gabriel wherever. But uh, David Montgomery is a very good pass catcher. I think he's going to surprise people I mean, that aren't believers in him. So, I mean, Trubisky's good. I don't think he's going to be a world beater. I don't think he's going to be a QB1. But I think he can can be a, 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 a good guy as a QB2 for 
bye week fill-ins or bad matchups for your your low-end QB1 starter or mm-hmm. if a guy gets hurt, he's going to be a solid fill-in for a couple weeks. But I, I, like he'd say, he's there's there. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks this year. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I have Tom Brady ranked 22nd right now, and I don't think it's that out of line at all. It's it's not because well, I don't like Tom Brady. I think it's just where he goes, where uh, he should go. To your point, he's the 21st ADP <laughs> yeah. QB right now. Yeah, so it's, and it's that ridiculous. And I got him. I got him and Lamar Jackson. I was the last person to draft a QB in that in yeah. that league. I, I got really him. Really liked your team there. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but I got Jackson and Brady, 13th and 14th yeah. round respectively. QBs 20 and 21. I was yeah. like, okay, fine. Look, Lamar Jackson's my guy. I love Lamar Jackson in the, in the in the four point leagues. I'm not that big on him in the NFFC formats because he get, takes a big ding on the the sure the one for twenty passing and six point touchdowns. But people out there who think oh he doesn't throw or he's going to get hurt running. Well, guess what? He's going to throw a lot more this year and he's going to run less. He's going to be he's he's going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, I, people don't think they have any passing weapons. They've got they've got a couple guys who could sneak up on people this year. And then, uh, I mean, Miles Boykin is just a guy I'm, I'm in love with right now. And I, I, I don't know, I got, I got him in a league the other day for a, a dollar in a, in a rookie auction. And I was just like, thanks guys. I mean, it was, <laughs> I was like, I was expecting to go to like four or five on him and, and they let me have him for a buck. I, I really like Willie Sneed as a, as a, as a, as a, just a, a, a target hog, type of security blanket for him. I don't think he's going to score much, but the guys that I think are going to surprise are their tight ends. I, I think Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst are going to, they're just going to throw middle stuff all day. And, yeah. and I'm hoping Lamar can, can make big, big strides this year. And I really think he can. I mean, anybody who watched him play at Louisville knows he can throw the ball. I mean, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. with you on that too. Uh, I mean, the, the, just I'm buying into, Switching from Marty Morningweg to Greg Roman. I mean, I think that's a huge sea change. Yep. Yep. Uh, and moreover, it's starting the year with him as a star, not not yes. as a gimmick, yep. not Pretty as a backup, camp. not as a, oh, God, we got to switch our type of offense. Let's change our plays. Let's make it vanilla. No, yep. they're going to maximize him this year. I yeah, love and having, and having Mark Ingram, who's actually turned into a pretty solid pass catcher out of the back. Yes. I, that's a huge upgrade from Gus, Gus Edwards, who I actually think Gus Edwards is a pretty good player, but he he couldn't catch a ball if he handed it to him. So yeah. I love I, I, I love Ingram this year too. By the way, I do, I do too. I like Ingram a lot. Yeah, I really like and functionally, I like running. I like quarterback. I like running backs on teams with mobile quarterbacks. Yep. I, I think it opens up the whole world for him. Yes, you lose yeah, some at the goal line. Yeah, but, but the, the trade-offs worth can't, it. Can't crash down as much. They got to they got to be there for for contain on Lamar. It's just like. He's just going to see open open holes in the box all day. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, any other tips before we let you go? Any like, what's your when you were approaching a best ball format versus your standard scoring league, your standard league? What's the one big difference? What's one thing that you always want to keep in mind when you're drafting in a best ball format? Um, the best balls, I think you're. I, I just go for volume. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking for. I don't know. I'm not looking for that big stud quarterback or big stud tight end, even though I've I've drafted Kittle quite a bit. Um, You can attack those positions with quantity. I mean, there's no reason to, there's no reason to jump on, on like a uh, Mahomes, for example. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is obviously the the QB one, but 
I mean, give me two of those guys down in that that ten to fifteen range, and yeah. I'm I'm going to the bank with those guys. So, I, I don't know. I think do you get those guys, and all you have to do is is find some some lucky weeks where they alternate alternate good scores, and you're you're getting a much better value than spending a, a top four round pick on Mahomes. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I will say also uh, because it's best ball, uh, I want to have my two quarterbacks you have different bye weeks. Uh, that's, I don't, I don't ever want to carry a zero. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's a given. That's actually one of the reasons why I did not draft before the NFL schedule came out this year. Uh, right. last year I did a couple drafts before that and I got dinged on, I got dinged at tight end, I think on one of, on one of my, yeah. leagues where I, I was, I was, I had nobody one week, but, uh, uh, I held, I held off until, until mid-March this year. I was, it was really tough, but I, 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 uh, I did it. I pulled it off. Way to go. Achievement <laughs> unlocked. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one thing, though, that I do want people to, to can keep an eye on is week 12. Week 12, there's only four teams on by, but, oh, man, there's a lot of guys that are, that are fantasy relevant. You're looking at Kansas City, uh, the Chargers, Minnesota, and who's the other one? Uh, oh, brain fart right now. All right, uh, we can pull it up here. Pull up the schedule. Um, Min- Min- yeah, Minnesota. Oh, in Arizona. Okay. Arizona, Minnesota, the Chargers, and, and Kansas City. I mean, you just got guys everywhere that are that are fantasy relevant there. There, there's another week, week ten, where there's six teams off. But I think week twelve is actually worse than that week. So keep an eye on those week 12 guys where, where you're loading up on those, especially in like uh, some of the uh, big tournaments where week 12 is one of the last weeks before the playoffs. If you're, if you're not in really good position to make it into the playoffs and you're half your teams on by week 12, you're going to be, you're not going to be happy. So keep an eye on that one. Right. Exactly. Um, I remember last year, you know, it's funny. Uh, it wasn't necessarily that it, it was like a lot of teams on by, but, I think weren't the Chiefs and Rams on by in the same week uh, last year? I remember it was like yeah, they put them on they put them on by the same week after they played the the game in Mexico City, which ended up being played in L.A. Right, right, and it's like yeah, you didn't expect that to you know we knew like okay two good teams, and I think but, a lot of people are like okay Chiefs are gonna, yeah I remember Mark Stopa saying Chiefs are going to be the ticket to the carnival, and he wasn't the only one by any means, but that. He, he was trumpeting it, and it turned out to be more than true. And then, of course, that game completely lived up to the expectation level. Uh, but, yeah, that following week, yeah, I was like, oh, they're, they're not here. And Week 12 is kind of a big deal. That's kind of late in the season. You're trying to cement that playoff spot. Late buys are usually a good thing because that means you don't have to uh, replace guys uh, right away, especially you know if, you're ever, if you've got like an elite kicker. like You get Harrison Butker. He's got a late buy. That's great. Yep. Except then you have to replace him in that one week when it's a critical yep. week. But yeah, you, know, no, I mean, you just have week, to deal week, with that. Yeah, week week twelve is the final week of the SFB regular season. It's the final week of the all the draft uh, the draft dot com tournaments. Yeah. So I mean, you got to keep an eye on keep an eye on those week twelve guys. I mean, just just looking at the receivers, you're looking at Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. I mean, it's like four of your top fifteen guys, twelve guys. Yeah, that's tough. That Travis really Kelsey, tough. Mahomes, Gurley. I mean, David Johnson. You're uh, not yeah. Gurley. Sorry, not Gurley. But uh, yeah. Delvin, Delvin Cook. And David Week ten is also pretty big. Uh, yeah. Pats, Eagles, Texans, 
Know, Jaguars, who cares? Uh, the Washington, <laughs> Washington Football Club. Washington, who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, super. Who cares? And Broncos, who knows? Uh, yeah. um, but uh, you know, that, that's that's that one is a little bit uh, tricky for me. That try. one's real trick. That one gets really tricky at running back. Yes, it uh, does. I, I, I've I've caught myself in a bunch of situations where I've already had two guys by as week ten at running back, and I want to drop the third, and I'm just like, crap! I got to go elsewhere here. I can't have a third out of my four or five guys and we off with 10. Absolutely. And if you're doing an auction, it's even harder to keep track of that during a draft. Usually the draft software is there right in front of you there, but sometimes in an auction, it's easier to lose track of this. So always something to be aware of there. Yep. Yep. All right. That's going to wrap up today's podcast. Uh, I want to thank my guest, Russ Prentice for jumping on with us. Uh, follow Russ on Twitter at Russ one Prentice. Uh, you can su- please subscribe, rate and review. Our, all of our podcasts on rotowire.com. If you don't already subscribe to rotowire, go to rotowire.com slash pod and please uh, go ahead and get that 10 day trial, get access to everything on the site. Uh, we'll be back at you again tomorrow. Uh, thanks again for listening to the rotowire podcast.